Folks, our first on-demand workshop, How to Become a Coffee Consultant, is now available for you to learn at your own pace for just 50 euros, and it comes with a certificate upon completion. Go to mapperforward.coffee forward slash workshops or click the link in the show notes for more details. Support this podcast by supporting our sponsors. Welcome to the Daily Coffee Pro by Mapper Forward, friends. I'm your host, Lee Safar, and this is episode two of our five-part series with my twin sister, Lena Parker, and we are talking energy security and the coffee supply chain. Hi, Lena. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Good. That was supernatural, by the way. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> anyway, yeah, nice. so... In the last episode, we kind of framed the conversation over the five-part series, right? And today we want to start dissecting some terms. So let's start with the term energy security. What does energy security mean? Uh, very simply put, energy security means ensuring that you have a consistent supply of energy when you need it. Full stop exclamation mark. Okay, fantastic. The next term I want to understand yeah. is a term that you mentioned at the Harry Styles gig last night, which mm-hmm. was electrification. Mm. Electrification. Yeah. So if I take the example from the last podcast or the last episode, which was around your coffee roasters using gas as a part of their process into, uh, is it fair to say, the roaster? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So um, gas is an energy source. Mm -hmm. The price of gas is going through the roof Mm -hmm. and gas itself is a high emitter of emissions, a Mm -hmm. high polluter of emissions. And so the the whole world needs to stop using pollutants. And so we will move to electricity Um, And that is the process of electrification. And why we're moving to electricity is because we know that we're moving away from high-polluting fossil fuels to generate our electricity. So we will be Mm. moving to renewable electricity, which will mean using electricity as part of the process rather than gas is cleaner, what we call cleaner. Um, And so it it doesn't – eventually it will – Uh, produce far less emissions than it does today okay so then other thing um i want to understand is zero emissions because Mm -hmm. people say like evs have no emissions right but Mm -hmm. that's if you start from the point of the ev and on but the point up to creating an electric vehicle it has an extraordinary amount of emissions right like and the the social impact that it has in that process is a whole different thing than I guess what we're talking about when we say emissions but help us understand like what zero emissions means is is it the same thing as net zero so um we tend to talk about two things net zero or absolute zero Mm -hmm. uh so the the most of the world has agreed and signed up to getting to net zero by 2050. So mm-hmm. net zero, that means that they are effectively um, the that they are when they add up all of their emissions. Uh, so so in some cases they will be um, s- still polluting, 
Mm-hmm. So let's say I'm going to make these numbers up. Let's say they're polluting 100,000 tonnes of carbon dioxide, mm-hmm. which is the way that we measure um, emissions, but they will be offsetting that with an extra 100,000 tonnes of that they're, that they're not. So net zero right. means they're offsetting. Absolute zero mm-hmm. means that they are not emitting anything at all. So that's what we call zero emissions, right? We don't really refer to zero emissions. We refer to net zero or absolute zero. And really no one's talking about absolute zero or very few people are talking about absolute zero at the moment because it is a real push just to get to net zero. And the reason why we're doing that is because the climate is heating up uh, and to slow that heating up down, we need to reduce the amount of carbon dioxide that we put into the atmosphere. And I am not, big disclaimer here, I am not a um, carbon scientist or a, a sustainability engineer or anything like that. I'm a business person uh, and, and an energy business person. And so why we talk about it is because a lot of the work that we do actually delivers uh, savings in emissions. And... Um, it's the quickest way to actually, um, we call it decarbonize your, um, your estate. Mm. Your a- assets. Actually, on that, uh, something you and I have never talked about when we talk about this stuff. I may as well mm-hmm. ask it here. Is carbon capture. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I mean, we have such great conversations anyway about this stuff. Yeah. But um, don't be scared, I promise. <laughs> Yeah, you see, you said carbon capture, so now I'm really scared. Yeah. Well, I just don't, like, I don't know if it's a viable actual option. Yeah. And so I would suggest for this conversation, let's put it to the side because it is such a political topic. But what I will say about carbon capture, so um, effectively carbon capture is, just because we're defining terms in this, is using a process to capture carbon from, um, high emitting uh, processes like mm. manufacturing gas and stuff like that and you take that and you store it you capture the carbon and you store it into uh, typically into the ground you, mm. you dig a borehole and you dig it into the ground but there are natural forms of carbon capture Treats. as well correct um i promise i'm not an idiot <laughs> i did not suggest no, I, that you were i know i know dude um uh, and and I had to revisit um revisit my biology three biology three biology when I really did not understand why uh, reforestation was a natural form of carbon capture and so for anyone else out there who does not want to admit and step into their vulnerability uh, let me try and get this right because effectively as trees are saplings. They need to consume carbon dioxide from the atmosphere to grow. And that process of them uh, ingesting that carbon dioxide is what helps it grow and turns into bark. And so as it grows and turns into bark, it's naturally um, absorbing uh, carbon. So it's a natural carbon capture. So one of the strategies that um, a lot of governments are looking at uh, and the Queen's um, the Queen, before she passed away, had a, um, it's called the Queen's Canopy, uh, a program where they, they were doing that to, to have on mass, massive uh, carbon capture. It's a very, um, very topical subject at the moment. 
So is this a big reason why a lot of political, like there's a big issue around the deforestation of like the Amazon and at, at this particular current time? I, I is, think the thing to be aware with with reforestation is when you've got a mature tree, yep. it's actually not doing as much carbon capture as a really okay. small tree because it's not doing so much growing, right? So you, right. if you've got a a thousand-year-old tree, and I'm not suggesting that you should Please, anyone listening to this, I am not suggesting that you should knock down all the really old trees and no. uh, and put new ones. That's not what I'm suggesting. All I'm saying is that part of the solution, whether it's through carbon capture through boring mm-hmm. uh, and digging holes in the ground or it's carbon capture through trees or it's every other solution that uh, is going to be required to, to move towards this. And one of those uh, solutions is actually reducing your energy consumption which is uh which should actually be the first cab off the rank okay so the other term that i want us to try and define here and i think this is going to be the most challenging of all of them is sustainability mm-hmm. because yeah, thanks, it <laughs> <laughs> okay love you so, lena <laughs> love you too lee uh so so people it's a great question because uh, sustainability is actually a, uh, a a term that is used um, defined um, by one of the 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 world organizations. I can't remember whether whether it's um, the World Health Organization or it'll come to me in a second. World Economic Forum. I think it's the World Economic Forum. Where they had these um, sustainability goals, and within that there are there are twenty seven of them, and they actually relate to a number of different parts of um, of sustainability. You know, sustainability encompasses gender equality. It encompasses um, you know um, combating poverty. It, it encompasses mm-hmm. so many different areas, but one of the areas that it also encompasses really quite strongly is climate change, mm-hmm. and so. People have somehow come to relate emissions to sustainability, mm-hmm. but it is so much more. So um, when people talk about sustainable solutions, typically people go to low emissions uh, solutions for electricity. Mm-hmm. And, and people often, when they're talking about what I do, they say um, lean is in sustainability. That's that's one aspect one aspect of an aspect of what we do because the solutions deliver low emission outcomes. Was that a, did that that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Well, because look, sustainability is such a complicated uh, term that's people used to greenwash a whole bunch of, you know, their their brand deliverables, et cetera, et cetera, right? In our industry, there's so many layers to the term sustainability because we're looking at the supply of, uh, or the sustainability of coffee as an, a complex agricultural product, but that as it's being grown, right, because coffee is under a lot of pressure from climate change and from coffee leaf rust and, and a whole bunch of diseases that it's experiencing. So when we talk about sustainability in the coffee supply chain, that's one aspect of it. But another aspect of it is how do we get it to the people who are going to roast it and then once we get it to the people who are going to roast it if energy security is an issue 
uh, and people are not focusing on the transition of energy, now we no longer have a sustainable um, supply chain because we're battling issues that are preventing us from turning coffee from green to brown. And then when we look at further parts of that, we have business models that are under extraordinary amounts of stress. So from an economic perspective, our business models are not sustainable. So if we look at sustainability across the coffee value chain, it has so many different purviews. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I wanted to frame it for this discussion. Mm -hmm. Um, For this discussion, the avoidance of doubt is about emissions. Um, And there are other subjects that you can um, relate to it within the um, the. They're called SDGs. Um, Okay. Yeah. So energy transition, Mm -hmm. that's the last of the terms. Yep. The energy transition is what I referred to. I can't remember if it was in this episode or the the last episode, but the move from fossil um, fuel-based sources of electricity like coal to renewable energy. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so the transition from that source to the other source and the complexities of doing that, so the build and all of those, the build of the assets, mm-hmm. it also refers to, so when you when you generate electricity, either in a solar farm or a coal-fired asset, it requires a electrical superhighway to get it to its end source mm-hmm. in the home, and that is called the grid, right? Mm-hmm. It's an electricity grid that is made up by, you know the big ugly steel towers that you see power around? Power stations? Um, the, no, power lines. Okay, the power right? lines. Yep. So there are really big ones that are transmission lines and they're, and as they get, and they are like the superhighway, mm-hmm. and then to get it into your home, there's called a distribution network which takes it um, and puts it in an appropriate um, capacity for you to consume it within your household. Mm-hmm. That grid... So, so that is what we call the grid. Wherever you are in the world, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, traditionally, it has been a single flow from the coal fire or the generation source, let's call it a coal-fired power station, mm-hmm. into the home. Mm-hmm. But now that same grid can take electricity from the home because you can put rooftop solar on your home and right. you can export. So now it's a dual. The interesting thing about that is the for the the grid to work and it to be managed appropriately and deliver electricity wherever it needs to go. It has to be in constant balance of supply and demand every single second, right? And the grid needs a lot of work in Australia and in a lot of places around the you world. You mean from an infrastructure perspective? Yeah. From an infrastructure and from a digital perspective as well, um, to be able to manage the, now the dual flow of electricity. Wow. So if you got, if you got solar on your house, you want to leverage that to maximum capacity. Whatever you're not using, you want to be able to sell it back into the grid, right? Mm -hmm. Um, now let's say the 20 plus million people in Australia who get rooftop solar on their house want to do the same thing. That's a whole lot of, solar or electricity at a point where um, if the sun's shining everywhere in Australia, it's going to be tipping excess all in at the same time because no one's at home Mm. during the middle of the day. Um, And that's not when most people are using electricity. So the peak times for 
most people around the world, most people, not all cultures um, have the same patterns, uh, but between the hours of, say, 6 to 8, people are getting ready for school, they're getting ready for work, they're having showers, they're uh, making toast, they're using all of their, um, so they're using electricity and gas for that. They'll go to work, nothing. They won't use anything. Right. And then what they'll do is when they come home, They'll charge their phones. They'll make dinner. They'll have showers. They'll do work. They'll, they'll all those. They'll, they'll do washing. They'll run the dishwasher. All of those energy intensive um, processes will run again. So you get two peaks um, during the day. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. when the sun is shining, <clears throat> and the biggest peak is in the evening. So when in the sun is shining, you actually don't have a lot of people at home using their electricity. Now, the thing for the coffee industry is um, a lot of those processes, I imagine, are happening during the day. Mm. So they can leverage that um, that capacity through um, through potentially solar or into the future um, other technologies mm. that could be a, what we call firm. So it doesn't matter if the sun's shining, the wind is blowing. They'll do it um, through hydrogen potentially or other processes that are, are used all the time. The other thing to remember as part of the energy transition is that there are technologies that are being invested in and developed that helps you shift this energy that you get during the uh, – the re- it's called renewable energy. So it's from a renewable energy source like the sun and the wind. If you can store it in a battery, mm-hmm. then you can take that and use it in the evening. Right. Except and so you time shift. Right. Except, and this is what I want to talk about in the next episode, except the problem is that the technology that we're using in the industry to do a bunch of stuff, whether it's be for producers who are predominantly mechanized in the way that they pick their coffee, uh, or it's coffee roasters who are using that hybrid model that we spoke about in the last episode, or it's, um, you know, using gas stoves in cafes to cook a whole bunch of stuff uh, that we're serving um, in hospitality venues. Uh, all of this infrastructure is very expensive to replace and the technology is not yet there to make that happen. So... And we'll talk about that in the next episode. Okay? Okay. Fantastic. Please love and peanut butter, everybody. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in, friends. There are two ways you can support this podcast. Firstly, become a paid member of our YouTube channel. Secondly, you can join our Patreon for as little as $3 a month. Both have options for exclusive ad-free content and early release content. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. The Daily Coffee Pro is produced by Map It Forward and the music you're listening to is called Run 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 off of my album Laundry After Midnight. To get older episodes of this podcast, as well as more information on Map It Forward, head to mapitforward.coffee. You can find links and more information in the show notes below.